Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Post Twink. Um, we are one man down. Um, Moises is at home taking care of his little body. Um, but, but, but you are here with Maurice and, in Denver. And, and Reed and Hala. Hello, Maurice. Hello, Reed. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. Good morning. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year. I kind of hate well whatever we'll 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 get into that <laughs> but happy new year wait you hate what what you hate the new year um no i don't i was going to get into a rant about like the winter solstice but then like my opinion changes so often i really don't think it's worth it worth the time to do a rant because <laughs> last year i remember we did christmas and i was like wishing you a merry christmas because i'm in germany and they have mandatory christmas um Oh. And uh, this year I'm like, fuck Christmas. I'm only celebrating the solstice. So <laughs> that's just, that's just. Well, all I'm saying is on all your paperwork, it's a new year. It is. And it's a new decade. So, okay. yeah, I know. Right. So I read something. I hear that like what I've heard on the Internet is that in a new decade, your body count resets to zero. What? Like, what do you mean by body count? Oh, you mean like. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm excited to be a virgin again. <laughs> well, I guess by now I'm not a okay. Anyways, I'm excited to have my numbers have been reset. Reset. I uh, <laughs> I don't think I I think low numbers are my problem. I need to maybe that can be my my decade resolution. Oh, you're trying to increase your body count. Right. Okay, you're trying to rack them up. All right. Right. All right. I'm a, but I'm I guess what? I'm aware of all the work that I need to do to increase that that uh to be more comfortable with that increased body count. That's my You should be excited. You should be Are you excited about it? I would hope. I am, but it's also like, oh, I have to do this really difficult challenging thing to basically liberate my body <laughs> and so you have to have sex oh no that's so terrible well um sex and enjoy it that's the and enjoy it like at a deeper level than i usually do um that's kind of maybe like a decade resolution that i can have Nice. Mm -hmm. So, um, once again, everybody, welcome back. Shout outs to Radio Corax for having us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody follows us on the internet and the interwebs and subscribes and on the iTunes and SoundCloud and everywhere else. We love you. And we are glad you guys have followed, stayed with us for so long. This is amazing. So, mm -hmm. um, definitely a lot of gratitude for, you know, um, the reception for those out there who are listening. We yeah. appreciate you. Yes, thank you. So how are you feeling about 2020? I feel like it's been like some shit. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It was less than two weeks and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, like I am I was trying to count on my hand the stuff that had happened in the last... Oh. <laughs> Prince Harry left the royal family. <laughs> I know. I mean, Meghan Markle, baby. Which like part of me is like, I don't give a shit about royalty. Is it's just like the most hetero institution. It's like not only is it marriage, but it's marriage associated with power and all this other bullshit. Um, and so, like for me, is like I don't give a shit about royalty. But then, um, I really like that he is at least rebellion in his own little way, which is leaving the royal family. <laughs> which is weird to me. I'm like, are they allowed to do that shit? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, totally. And they usually do it with Americans, which is pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's usually like a really traumatic thing for the country. But they're also doing Brexit this week. And next week, Trump is going to get um, acquitted for treason. So. And Bernie's up in the polls. Anyway, welcome to 2020. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I'm looking forward to it. I'm more optimistic about how I can kind of change from the challenges. Really? What are you looking forward to? Um, So I'm quitting my job. And I haven't shaved my head yet because uh, I'm interviewing for new jobs and the world is a terrible place. <laughs> and so I, I need to have, if I have hair doing a job interview, um, yeah, it, it's yeah. good. Yeah. And then once I get the job, I'll, I'll like shave my hair and get tattoos <laughs> and I'll just be like, oh, you didn't see this in the Skype video? Oh, <laughs> oh. This sounds so terrible. This sounds so terrible. <laughs> that last part. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm leaving academia, um, interviewing for like grunt work jobs and then, Mm. um, uh, working on self-acceptance. So self-acceptance, that's a big, whoa, whoa. Can you unpack that some? Um, like, like, yeah. So unpacking my motivations for some of my life choices, both like recent and over the last couple decades. (laughs) And then kind of like recognizing like, okay, you need to do all this work. It's going to be painful, but like in the long run, it's actually going to be less painful than like skimming over shit and being superficial about it. Or just like, or just not recognizing why you're making some of the choices that you're making. So like in, in my mind, it's like, why do I need external validation about being smart? Like thinking about dropping out of a PhD, Ooh. that type of stuff. And, and, um, like, okay, like you can, you can break this stuff down and you can really think about it and be critical. But then at a certain point, like you can't think yourself out of problems. So you actually have to like do, do work with your body. <laughs> We're getting a little into like, what am I, what, this is what do I, what's making me come? Well, no, not really. But like, what am I reading? It's, um, so Chani Nicholas, she has a a new astrology book out that's like really popular with the queers apparently because it's sold out like two times over and it just came out like last weekend, but she's a queer astrologer based out of, um, LA and she, um, her book is, uh, it's, you were born for this, um, and she has this thing where she breaks it down where she she's like this is your sun sign so your my sun sign is gemini and then it's like this is your um the ruler of your sun or where your, your ascendant is leo and then the moon is in scorpio she yeah. breaks all this stuff down oh wow that's intense yeah and and i know it's intense and she has this one question actually where um She's like, what helps you process your intense emotions? And my first answer to that was like, mm. I ha- I'm an intense person, but I don't have intense emotions per se. Like I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> pinpoint down the feelings. And then the immediate question after that 
is how does your need to maintain control impede your ability to deal with your intense emotions? And it's like, fuck you. Like, this, Jesus Christ. Like, this is... Oh, um, my God. Wait, wait, wait. So drop the name of the book and the author will So uh, Channy Nicholas... And the title of the book is You Were Born for This. It's, it's more of a focus on, on like how I, I would say, cause, and she actually goes through this in the beginning of the book. She's like, don't, don't put too much weight into a reading, into her book. Don't put too much mm-hmm. power. Don't give her too much power. Just kind of treat it as like, this is another perspective that I can have on my life that's different than what everyone else is telling me. Um, yeah. So. Interesting. I definitely gonna look forward to that, yeah, for sure. Huh. Mm. Um, I've been. Um, I think it's an idea, but for people, be based on my life that I know a lot about astrology, which is absolutely <laughs> untrue. Um, I don't know much about astrology. Um, I've just gone to some astrologers a lot in my life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I had a, I had somebody who do it for me regularly, um, and then you know he. Uh, we just, we just kind of grew apart because he moved to the side of the country and then ended up getting a divorce from his wife. And mm. um, so, you know, some distance happened. So I haven't been doing that regularly for a while. And then somebody's a shop, um, what she did outside of, you know, you know, working in the shop was she was an astrologer um, and a life coach. Um, and so she recently, like, you know, had a baby move across the country too. So I've been, uh, all my, my, my free astrology, you know, things that are gone. Mm. But... Um, I said in this year I was going to um, really give astrology, you know, its proper kind of study and focus on my life since it's always been an element in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know a lot, but I'm just used to, you know, the language, if you will. Yeah. I, um, I like to get to like the root of things and like to go really like deep and intensely. So I've been reading a lot about astrology <laughs> in the last month. Um, I can tell because it's come up a lot in the last yeah, month. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but Chani Nicholas does this type of astrology called traditional astrology. And the the thing about, the thing that's really funny about this is this is like, astrology is just a way for me to like kind of mask the problems that I'm having. Um, and to like think about wow, things cerebrally, but not actually deal with the emotions. Um, and this is what my astrology tells me, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, but it, it, I've, I've just kind of, I'm really curious about like, what is the origin of this thing that I'm allowing, um, that I'm kind of repeating and allowing to, to consume energy in my life, like to consume, like, this is the stuff that I think about on downtime. Like what, why am I, why am I thinking so much about this and where does it come from? And a lot of this astrology is based on archeology span from the Roman empire about that time. So about 2000 years ago. They kind of just pieced together how to do astrology based on how astrologers took notes like 2000 years ago. And so it's like, it's a way for people to come to terms with living in, in an empire. <laughs> so it's like a product of empire that deals with like coping with empire. Um, well, I mean, also true. I mean, like there's also like cultures who astrology is a long standing part of their culture and has been for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Like when I studied yoga um, in the program that I was in, when I my, my teacher's uh, teacher training certification, um, you know, it was taught by it was an independent class, so not attached to a corporate studio at all. But it was taught, you know, by uh, this Indian American woman here, Lakshmi Nair, Satya Yoga Collective, 
Um, and, you know, she's Indian. That's just like her, that's, that's her culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, like her family, she comes from a family of Vedic doctors. Like they've been Vedic doctors forever. Um, and it was her father who wrote tradition and became an engineer and moved to America. But, you know, he was trained as a Vedic doctor and all the siblings practice, you know, back home. And so for her, um, granted, it's, it's Vedic astrology, so it's a little different than like Western mm-hmm. um, astrology. And the, the chart is read from a different angle, actually. Um, so things get shifted a little bit. They're not the same. Um, but, you know, for her, it's, it's, it's not... The the voice of it isn't solely like archaeologically piecing together. It's just part of a part of the cultural. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just deeply embedded in the culture. So doing yoga, uh, <laughs> the way we were taught, we were taught a lot of like theory and history, and so we had a whole are you um, Vedic astrology unit, and so that you know tied into like you know the practice of yoga and philosophy and tenets and all that. So um, yeah, I mean just another perspective too that it isn't you know it isn't like a dead thing we're resurrecting, but yeah um, you know it's a, a living thing depending on who you are where you're from yeah um, but I don't know much about Vedic astrology all I know is you know I, I did it as part of the coursework and then we had this Vedic astrologer come in and do a quick re- review of our charts and of course he got to me and he was like paused <laughs> do you know what I mean for 10 minutes and was like okay 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 so Maurice's chart is a little a little strange <laughs> Because everything falls in like two houses on my chart. Pisces and something else. Four houses. Um, Never mind. We don't have to. I'm not a Pisces in Vedic. Well, no, I'm not a Pisces in Vedic astrology. Oh yeah, because it's different. I'm like a Cap. Yeah, I think I'm a Capricorn. Oof. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Good luck. Anyways, Rizesha, read this trigger. We'll talk about it more, more about that off air. My Capricorn but, um, triggers. Going back to the royal family. Going back to the royal oh, yeah. family, um, or the the the, the, the people in, in England. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Like, I guess like England. You know, I, I didn't know the royals could like leave the family. You know what I mean, or whatever. So I'm like, wow, um, intriguing. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, good for him. You yeah, because his life is miserable, and he was born into like this. He's never been, he's never going to be free, and he's never like been not free, but like he's just been hounded by the media, and never really had a sense of self, probably, um, and he never will. So at least yeah. he's getting. And he also married a mixed race woman, who, um, you know, what I get from her was that you know. She, you know, she's always been open and, you know, like, I'm, I'm a mixed race, I'm, you know, my mother's black, I was white, whatever it is. And it seems like she married him, moved to England, and she didn't because, and she wasn't a mixed race woman there, she was a, she was, she was a black woman, <laughs> and they drug her through the mud. And so, it seems like for him, he, you know, he's had to deal with life with the, by all intents of the English yeah. media, black family. You know what I mean? And so, so this is, I was actually going to talk about this and um, what am I reading? But uh, so JK Rowling, she just did, um, she doesn't think that trans people exist. <laughs> did you hear about this or no? JK Rowling, Harry. Oh God. Okay. No. Well, she, she basically like retweeted something that was like, we shouldn't, mm. we shouldn't, uh, people at work should be able to express opinions against trans people. I think it's like kind of, a good way to like understand European people <laughs> is that like they're very idealistic 
and um, they have very, very high yeah. ideals, but like they usually don't have any feedback from their culture or like the people around them. So they're like a bunch of white people who think that they're not racist, but there's no, there's no, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, feedback ever that they get. Nobody tells them what they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's oftentimes like it's disappointing for me when I came here. And I knew that that's what I was kind of getting into is that like, for instance, like if I met with like a Swedish person, they would in a way be very, um, open and friendly and kind, but then they would also have this like Sarah Palin type, because this was back a while ago, they would have this like Sarah Palin type um, opinion of like gay people. So I remember one thing was that like, they were like, I really support gay people, but like, I don't want my children to be gay. And this was, so this was like 10 years ago. So this Mm -hmm. is why we were saying gay instead of queer. But like, um, it's like people have these ideals, but they're also really traditional. And then there's no other dissonance in society. Um, because it's just mm. a monolith. I had an interesting experience last night. I went to a great little party here. Um, it was a friend's surprise B-Day party. So she, um, so her partner lives in this kind of house with four other uh, queer people of color. No, three other queer people of color, four people total. Um, and a lot of them are actually a lot of actually everybody they're all good friends of mine so there was a surprise mm-hmm. party so we um, went over there did that and it was um, it was really nice like it was very well orchestrated it's very well prepared like the food was like um, because she really likes you know soul food she's um, oh. African American and, uh, and she kind of and so she really likes soul food and you know like traditional like, like Mexican American food and so it was a very well curated, like full ass soul food, Mexican food, all together. Like five people cooking, somebody made a turkey, two people made pots of, you know, uh, some big pots of stew, <laughs> whatever. Like it was very well, like orchestrated. It like, was delicious. It, was it amazing sounds amazing and delicious. Stop delicious. <laughs> I like, haven't eaten anything yet, <laughs> folks. Um, we we hired our other friend to be the DJ. Um, you know, they had this whole thing, like, they tricked her coming out to dinner, forgot something, come back to the house, walked in a surprise party, and, like, and like, like people had, like, a change of clothes for her. Her brother flew in from New York and was there, and it was just very well thought out, and so it was a good vibe all night. And um, I don't think I've had, like, such a lovely, wholesome experience, like, in the spirit of, like, community and friends in a very long mm-hmm. time. Um, and it was really nice, really sweet, great group of people. Um, and I'm like still like riding high on that one. And I was like, oh, just when you think like everything is hard and a struggle and community is so hard to come by and find and be in, you just have like <clears throat> a green out with your friends and you're like, man, I love, you know, the people that, you know, are around me and I probably need to invest more in the community that I'm mm-hmm. part of. You know what I mean? It was like one of the moments I'm like, oh, we're not just friends, we're a community. Um, and like, sometimes I forget that, you know? Um, and it was, yeah, it was really nice and really sweet and I'm still like writing that mm-hmm. one. And um, yeah, it was great that even as complicated as the world can be, um, you know, that community is a consistent and constant practice and 
when enough people are dedicated and devoted to it, you know, it's great. Because I mean, it's really just like a house. Because um, they do a dinner every Sunday. Mm, really? At the house. <laughs> That's and awesome. Really, yeah. It, no, no, for real, for real. And really anybody can come. You know what I mean? Um, uh, or, you know, they kind of like like a head count, you know, by name about who they think is going to come. So, you know, they can figure out who's bringing what. But it's just a dinner. Or you can just drop by and hang out. Um, and it's just like, I was talking to my friend Sarah um uh just about it. I was like it's just really I love I love the way they do community. I need to like take more advantage of my community by being yeah. in the community. So I was just This is that. and yeah. this is uh it's something that um somebody was asking me about. Now granted, yes, mostly it's yes, it is mostly queer What's women. wrong with that? And but that's your community. Folks. Oh, it's not <laughs> It is. I love it. I love it. So what I'm saying is that I'm a minority in the sense um, that I'm the only cisgender, that I'm one of very few cisgender gay men, you know, that interact in the community space, but, um, but it's still, but it's just dope. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the thing that I was thinking about earlier was people sometimes ask me um like why i don't like germany because like it's really not that bad sometimes um but a lot of it is because like i don't really have like there are assholes in the u.s obviously and there are a lot of assholes in germany and in the u.s at least i have like there's a there's like a a counterweight like there's there's a place where i can go like a community Mm-hmm. And in here, I just I didn't find it. Yeah. Like it, it obviously it exists somewhere, probably here, but I just I haven't found it, um, which is a big reason why I'm leaving. But you've only but you've been there some. I mean, it's, it's you've been there a yeah, while. What two, two years now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's been like challenging to find like a kind of countercultural community that could be your safe space, or that? Because because you're so new to like the culture and the city and everything else that I think well like I was burned a few times in the beginning because I kind of was like yeah I'm gonna hang out with these people these people seem cool these people like not cool but like these are interesting kind of like alternative leftist people but then they had like um, it was like I'm gonna hang out with I'm gonna live with a bunch of anarchists and then they would have all these rules and I'm like this isn't what I was expecting. <laughs> from the anarchist even anarchists must have rules um, yeah but uh I, I a lot of it was like um people were kind of sheltered that i dealt with and uh it's like if i was in berlin i probably would have been able to get away from that but because i'm like in this town which is like it's like the portland of of germany and so <laughs> Which is okay. not a positive thing for any of the listeners, um, in, in my in my view. Um, just dealing with people that have problems, which I don't really see as problems, and um, <laughs> um, mm. wow. well, they're problems. But it's just like sometimes when my yeah, like sometimes <laughs> when people like people in my straight family are usually like having little conflicts with each other. Um, my, my, by straight family, I mean like my, <laughs> the family I was born into, um, they often have like problems with each other and like little arguments. And I'm like, these aren't problems. Mm. And like, I think it's like, <laughs> right. like, this is not, 
Like, this is, like, debating the difference between, like, I don't know, like, 70 degrees and 65 degrees. Like, these aren't... <laughs> yeah. um, and so, like, sometimes something will get them really riled up, and I'm like, this is, this is not... This is not a problem. This is like a construction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it was great to be in the party last night because it was it was cool to like be in a space just where um, I didn't need to. There was a lot less level of explanations I needed to give for anything. You know, just because I think about like my work life and all the spaces that I'm in, you know, like work and contractor work and when I'm doing readings, it's, you know, always a, like, I think kind of like you're talking about how you felt in Germany, really like not being able to relate to people. Um, and just nice to be there where like, I don't have to, I'm like, I don't have to give any context for me or like, you know, um, we don't have those type of conversations where you're sitting there like, this is stupid, you know. Right. So it'll be great. But anyway, so... So finding a safe space, counterculture, and community has was definitely been challenging mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, it's 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 when you're having conversations and you have to like be anticipating the the uh, when you have be anticipating their their like their like I don't even want to call them microaggressions because that doesn't really do it justice because people use that term too much. But just like the you you just don't have to be as defensive. Or you can, yeah, you're still going to be defensive, but yeah. it's like there's a little bit more trust. Yeah, there you go. It's trust. And I think understanding and knowing is a different things. Um, so oddly enough at this party last night, I, um, I'm wondering really, and I want to talk about today, I'm wondering if I'm having like baby oh God. fever. You had this like two something. years ago. <laughs> Yeah, Did we I? have a podcast where we talk about it. <laughs> There's evidence. <laughs> so I need to re- go through. I need to go through my own archives. Apparently, I'm gonna after we get off, go through the archives and see what I was talking about. But um, I have a friend, queer lady friend of mine here, um, and I thought that we only had this conversation like briefly for like five minutes over drinks one time, probably about a year ago. This is what I remember. Um, but apparently in the house, this great, you know, house and community, um, they even have all, all, all these conversations about how me and Ash should have a baby together. And Ash had the conversation and I think I was like, I might be down for us to have a baby together. Um, you know, I think we talked a, a couple minutes about like what that would look like her being a queer woman, being a gay man, like. I'm not, I'm, I'm personally, for me, I'm not into signing off rights, which is why I've never, um, you know, like donated sperm to this a couple of times I've been yeah. asked over the years, um, to folks and the queer women that have approached me have usually like been like, oh, we signed up for all rights as like a, you know, as like a, hey, yeah, that's you not... know, like, um, as if that would be something, as if that would be something that I personally be inter- interested in. Now, I know people that do it and I think it's, I don't have any qualms about it, whatever, however people want to do that. Because um, I think it's actually a really beautiful gift is to donate sperm to somebody. Um, by the way, I think it's like probably like the highest gift you can uh, one could give, um, you know, as a cis man. But um, you know, I, I I just have personal for me and my life personal. So that's something I would I would be able to do. And so we talked about it and like um, 
you know, how I want to be involved, but not, like, really involved, you know, that's, you know, those kind of pieces of, like, how, what my involvement level would be, and how we would, like, approach raising the kid, and all that stuff, I thought, I thought we had it for, like, five minutes over drinks about a year ago, it must have been more, and I've, and I've talked to other people, like, another good friend of mine about it a lot, like, how I should find somebody, but anyways, the whole house is barely have a conversation about, like, how, me and this person should, like, have a baby together, and they're all excited about the idea. And so I get to the house, and it comes up. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and I, and I was like, hey, friend, I did we talk about this? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe we, we did, but everybody's there. And so, you know, then, like, her partner came in, and uh, she's like, oh, my God, yes, I want this Ooh. so bad. I think it's great, Ooh. great, great, great. And it wasn't just the, like, and it wasn't just a like, uh, but it, it wasn't just a, like casual, like, oh my God, yeah, 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 one day. And I was like, wait, are we really talking about this? And and my friend was like, yeah, we are. Um, and then her partner kind of like, I think her partner was, her partner's a great party host, by the way, like amazing party host. So she was doing, you know, her fantabulous job of being a great host. And so we were like alone, but, and she was like, yeah, my partner says, you know, like, you know, <laughs> she'd be ready for it in X amount of time, you know, which is about, mm-hmm. you know, like two years or so. And I was like, yeah, I'm into it too, just like not right now. Like I want, you know, I definitely need to get, obviously need to get, get a better place in like financially. That's my biggest thing. When I think about, <laughs> so well, one of the things life, I think about but, um, kids is like money. Like I have enough, I barely have enough money to support myself. Yeah, who is financing this right. baby? I don't, I don't barely have enough money for myself. I don't have enough money to support myself, mm-hmm. period. That's just a fact. But, um, it feels a little bit less theoretical um, and more like, because I was talking to her and I was like, there's so many conversations to be had about like our financial plan and us really working out the details um, of how this is going to work in terms of like how we are going to co-parent together. Because I don't want to be like, you know, just, just how, yeah. how we're going to do that one. Um, with the parties involved and all this stuff. And there's like a financial piece is like, what is our financial agreement or commitment to one another? And, you know, and I'm thinking mostly about from me to, you know, like her and, you know, them, but, um, but yet, like, so that's, so those are all the big things that have to be worked out, right? We have, you know, some time and we're definitely committed to the time to figure it out. But like, I was bugged. I, it was, it was amazing to me how like on an emotional level, in a spiritual level, I was like, mm. yeah, I totally, cause I told her, I was like, I totally trust you. This is going to sound weird, but I was like, I totally trust you to like raise my kid. Yeah. And I was like thinking about her and like her partner. And I was like, yeah, the partner is like, great. Like I would totally want a child that I contribute to, to be like raised by the both of you. Oh my God. And they're just looking at community and I'm right. all like. And then another friend overheard us, came over, and, and she was, like, all, all excited we were actually talking about it for real. And one of them was, like, you know, so she chimed in, and I was, like, yeah, I trust everybody in this community. Like, I think it'd be great. And so, but I was really, it was, I was amazed and astonished at how, like, on an emotional and spiritual level, it just seemed like the most logical hmm. setup. And that amazed me. And I was like, so we obviously have to talk about some more, you know, because there's a lot of details to be figured out and a lot of things to be set up. But, um, 
yeah, long story short, like, it's so weird. I feel like I've found my baby mother. No, it, it, it doesn't really, it's, oh, it doesn't seem like weird. it's really that surprising to me that you're saying this, because, like, I've, I've gotten this feeling and you've mentioned it before. I also think that, like, having doubt is, like, a persistent part of having children. <laughs> and so, like, like it's never going to feel, like, exactly, mm-hmm. like, this is the, this is what I should be doing, because it's a, a lot more ambiguous than that. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that, that you're mentioning this. I mean, it, it, it surprises me a little bit because I always thought I didn't want children at all. Well, it was, it was like, yeah, I think you were, it, it was like, we have this expectation that we're supposed to, um, our, our creation is supposed to be a, another human, um, instead of just like something that's persistent, that's not human, or it doesn't even like your persistence could just be dying and sorry this is me turning into like a little bit too much of like but it could just it's a scorpio moon dying and then becoming part of the earth like that is your persistence yeah, as yeah. well um but i don't have like i don't shut up i don't have no i don't feel a pressure to, to procreate at all that's not my i don't i worked in human services for a very long time and there are a lot of people on the planet and uh, the planet will, humans will not be going extinct by virtue right. of us not being able to procreate anytime soon. And I'm very well aware that society throws away a very large amount of its children and does not give them chance, opportunity, or support or love. I work in human resources, baby. I have seen it from the inside mm-hmm. and it's not a good look. You know what I mean? So there's that. And also, too, I just don't personally feel a pressure. Now, my lesbian grandmother definitely wants the hell out of me to have a a child, which I don't understand her as a queer woman or or another queer person, like being like, you need to have a baby. I'm sitting there like the hell from you. Well, um, you know, because it's like her and and my dad, but I'm like, I don't personally feel it, but I think it's something that I would, I feel like I would like to do. It's not like a pressure. I feel like I actually would just like to do it. I, there is like maybe where you're, um, grandmother's coming from there's like a tradition and might not a tra- well i don't know if you would call it a tradition but like definitely you're the tradition of homosexuality right. in my family well, there is. <laughs> it's not even a tradition of homosexuality it is but it's also just like there's usually a male or two that decide that they're not going to have a family and mm. they they don't get married or they don't have mm. a partnership until later in life they don't have children um they provide a lot of like the when i I'm in the U.S. and I'm on this farm. A lot of that farm was supported by my uncle um, Art. So like it, it's um, mm. it's like there's these people in the family that support the family, but they never actually have children, and they they play this role in the family. And yeah. part of me is like, well, I should have kids to pro- to like, at least I can understand this like the perspective of your queer grandmother. I think for her, I think for her, some of it probably comes from um, the piece about us and our family it has to do with witchcraft. Right, that's what I'm talking about. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, I think I think really it comes from it comes from that. To be honest with you, right. Even though she has, I have siblings and, and they all have children, so I'm like, girl, what are you? Do? <laughs> you, it's there. You know what I mean? Um, but she and I have a special, you know, thing because of. Uh, you know, our, our individual, uh, proximities, you know, to that piece, yeah. um, and to each other. 
So I, I, I think that's where she's coming from. That's me. Um, I've been trying to tell her to leave me alone, so I don't try to talk to her too much about it. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to be worked out. Because mm-hmm. in terms of, like, it's really me figuring out how I want to do um, and not do parenthood. Um, right? Because, like, I definitely, you know... Um, you know, I like to come and go as I please. <laughs> That's very important to me. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, yeah, so there's a lot of things to work out. But um, Did I tell you that? Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot over the next, you know, over over the next few months and trying to figure out, like... Post-twink parenting? Do we really want <laughs> Well, we, I mean, do we really want to do it? You know what I mean? And what needs to be in place and how that needs to, and how that needs to work for us. Yeah. That's kind of where we are individually and career and stuff. And, you know, two years ago, I, t- I, I took a deep, it took a deep dive career-wise and started from scratch you know what i mean yeah. so that's a whole other issue um to to think about but um but you, yeah I'm, i i imagine us talking for a, some months to figure out if we want to do it and then think about a timeline which is like we're not neither one of us are trying to do it immediately or within the next 18 months at all um so that's the whole thing but yeah i'm just i'm, I'm thinking about that now and just entertaining yeah. Possibilities. And I'm also curious now about like another level of community about queer folks who collaborate, you know, I mean, and do parenting and and, yeah. and, and reproduction. Um particularly I, between like gay cis men and queer women. Yeah. Gay cis men and queer women, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like growing up I had a couple of friends who like um, you know, like one, I had this one friend and like her parents were best friends. It was a gay man and then like a lesbian. Yeah. And they decided to have a baby and those are her biological parents. And so, okay. you know, both her and like, so like, so both her parents were, you know, partnered and, you know, yeah. same sex partnered and whatever. And she grew up in Boulder, which is a very liberal place. And, you know, it was mixed race. In a way it queer, is. All these kind yeah. of things. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah, right. <laughs> Does not do too much shade. I mean, like, I've had a couple, and I had a couple would, other friends, like my friend, yeah. and then I had another friend, like, she was raised by, like, a, um, in a three-way relationship um, parenting system, like, she had, you know, two fathers and a mother, um, and they were in a three-way relationship, and so I've, I mean, I've had some friends that, in childhood, that grew up, you know, in some, in families that were cross-collaboration between, you know, gay men and queer women, mm-hmm. or queer men and queer women, um, so, but and now I'm just curious right now on a peer level what that looks like. Well, like oh, I, how do people do this? I, um, but like, yeah, so exactly speaking about like, um, creating new structures or, um, mm-hmm. constructing, yeah. constructing what it means to be like, to parent, right. or to have a child in this situation. One time I was on the bus going from Denver, Boulder to Denver or something. I was commuting and, um, there was this uh, person who was next to me who had this notebook and they were writing in, um, in like big letters for some reason on the bus. It was like titled like um, how to do a polyamorous relationship. And she was just making this shit up oh my goodness. <laughs> like on the 30 minute bus ride. And it was like rule number one, you can only sleep with a person one time. And, and like, these are the things that you really, that you really don't want to do in a polyamorous relationship is just kind of try to like, make this whole structure up yourself by yourself um, and, and do it on the bus ride with uh, cause you're, there's no way that you're going to be able to, to, um, to break all the stuff that we've been told about 
how to have a monog- like yeah. about a relationship. I want to see some e- I want to see some evidence based. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, and so like curricula here. Yeah, at that time I was reading this book called um, More Than Two, which was a polyamorous book because I was um, with someone at the time who was polyamorous. Read. I'm not trying to date these women. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to have a baby. But what with I'm them. saying though is that this book was like we've been trying to do this for like 40 years and we've made all these mistakes and these are the things that we learned. Um, oh. And this is like this is version one of this book and there's going to be version 10 eventually and like we're just trying to figure this out. But. Um, there's experience from other people that have been doing this that that you need to tap yeah. into. Because, yeah, because there's levels. There's, like, whatever our agreement is or whatever agreement that we start with. And then there's, like, things that have to do with family, which is a whole other thing. And I'm curious how people do that. And, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just all the things. Like, do we need to always live near each other? You know, like, should we? You know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I- yeah, because I'm definitely not the, like... Um, uh, upper middle class, uh, internationally like fly gay man that I thought that I would be in my teens by now. So <laughs> we got to retweet some, you know. That's probably things, for the obviously. best, though. <laughs> listen, listen. I always thought that my that by now I would be like married to somebody, probably secretly or not. Everybody knew. That we will be married and have like a great apartment in Spanish Harlem, like in like an old brownstone or something, and then we would have like a baby and our nanny Christoph, um, and he would secretly be our third. And we would Is Christoph Swedish? He should be Swedish. <laughs> Just actually, the Swedish Christoph fuck was puppet. Actually... <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Am I ruining Kristoff for you? Kristoff was actually going to be Haitian, but oh, sorry. because he wanted, because I wanted, him, because I wanted our nanny to be able to speak French to our baby. What is it? What does it mean that our uh, that our that our fuck fuck that our like um, our nanny is like uh, like why do I choose like the the country like I don't know. So my, anyway, it was, I don't actually know how much of your lineage comes from Haiti, but you mention it often, but my, like the Swedish part, it's just funny that we both are like, oh, this is, our disposable fuck person is actually from the country of our origin. (laughs) My country of origin is is the United States, dummy. No, well, Uh, I, so like for me, I try to deconstruct what it means to be a European settler. Um, And, uh, but like. Uh, that's a whole nother topic. I, just, I think I <laughs> that's just a whole nother like topic whole, for a whole nother episode. <laughs> I think for me, I just wanted like a whole like Afro diasporic situation, like me being like m- m- mostly African American, um, and then I would like my husband was obviously going to be like from somewhere in West Africa, and the whole thing was that we would have a nanny who was from the Caribbean. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know some depths they had. Anyways. That's yeah. not the reality. That was just, you know, my teenage fantasy. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And if I ever married, I've got this weird rule, though. If I ever married a white man um, and we adopted a baby and I, you know, whatever, um, I thought, like, the baby couldn't be white. Because I would never be one to be outnumbered by white people in my own home. <laughs> I, 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 
Who like I don't think the baby would be white. I don't think that's even like the a... baby. No, the baby couldn't be white because I would refuse to be outnumbered by whites in my own home. Like I just couldn't do oh, it. God. You would. Yeah, that would be miserable. <laughs> like why? There's... I wouldn't do it. I would last about five minutes. Yeah, and be like I'm out. <laughs> um, there, but uh, yeah. there are enough white babies in the world. <laughs> Actually, they're not. It's, y'all, y'all got a declining birth rate. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm gonna get murdered, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> fine by me. Oh my god! Yeah. Anyways, there are plenty, the whole of, point there are plenty of, of white madness. babies in Germany, and there are too many. There's this uh, the <laughs> AFD. They have this poster that's like um, it's like a ele- election poster that they have. Germany is the home of white people. Germany is the home of, of yes of like the idea of white people. <laughs> Not not where white people not like where like but it's like of the construct of whiteness. It definitely has a lot of roots here. <laughs> yeah, we all know why. Um, but so I don't think there's anything wrong with Germany being full of white babies because I think that's appropriate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like so this alt right party they have this poster, this election poster, which is like a pregnant white woman, and then it just says "New Germany, we'll make it ourselves." Which is really oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Which is like it drives it drives a lot of German people crazy that these people exist. Um, again, there are assholes everywhere. I feel like those posters are about to come up in America. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. <laughs> new new America, oh we make it ourselves. Yeah, the election's going to be rough. <sighs> Not to, oh, Jesus. Yeah, those. Yeah. Anyways, um, but I have a question for you though. Yeah. And I think I got the answer to the question, but um, I know we spent a lot of time talking about how I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a baby in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, one, I'm wondering if, if you'll still be my friend, but two, like, do you, how do you feel about babies and, and that as a, you know, out queer man? And is that something that you, yeah, um, do you want to have babies? Are you against having babies? What are you, what's your thing? So... Like, I don't... I only the, went one. In, sorry, what? I only went one. I only went one, by the way. Um, I, I... At the moment, I do not want a child, and I don't see my, like, my part in the world as being having a child, but that could always change. Okay. Um, right. I, um, I, I have other stuff that I want to do. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no. Just to let you know, for me, the baby is a side project. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I'm, I mean, you know, I got, you know, you know my life, right? Um, yeah, the baby's just like I'm just adding that to the equation. I, I think it's it's possible. Like at some point that I can't see yet. Like I'm not gonna say it's not possible, but right now I'm like, if I think about things I want to create, it's not a baby. It's like mm. I want to, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the reasons I've been waking up at five in the morning is to practice, um, drawing and sculpture. What? So, oh, okay. and cause I'm like, this takes discipline and there's stuff that I don't want to do. And if I wake up and I do it in the morning, then like, I'm going to eventually become much better at this, but it's just going to take consistent practice. And like, that's kind of, if I think like of, babies, sorry, like babies, like, like babies, it takes consistent practice. Now it's super fucking easy. <laughs> no, not to, like, no, to parent is probably much more difficult than it is to create a baby. But, um, the, the, uh, the thing about it is, is like right now, if I'm thinking about things I want to create, it's much more 
related to like creating some sort of like beautiful material thing than it is to, or not, I wouldn't say material, it more like wordless or something thing that, um, that's, that's something where I'm like, yeah, this is something that I want to create. Mm. Um, yeah. at the moment it's not with the kids, but you never know. Yeah. We still, um, I asked my friend, I was like, so how do you think we should like make the baby? Should we do it like old school style? Like, are we going to have sex? And we both were like, oh shit. <laughs> like we never talked about like how the baby, we have to figure out how we're going to like get the baby into the bakery. You know what I mean? Well, and so Moises uh, isn't here, but I'm pretty sure he's fine with us talking. I know. About I wish he was. Yeah. I, I totally wish he was here to, to join us. Yeah. For this so time. the listeners, just to remind you, Moises has um, uh, donated um, and he has no, donated, no connection yeah. really. Like not like no legal connection. He might actually probably meet yeah. the baby at some point. I think he gets like updates or something like that. Yeah. And he's talked about it on the podcast before. That's also in the archives. Mm. Um, for sure. Because we talked about it good, for a good segment once. Um, but I, I think he does get updates or something like, I don't know, annual or something. And like he had to do this this routine though where he was like, he couldn't come for like three days. I remember I remember this because we would, we would be hanging out and he would, we would have to like, he had a mason jar that he brought so with he him around. Get... <laughs> he would just, <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was actually a cooler. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and like so, whenever they were, yeah, so he had like, <clears throat> they would have to do drop offs and stuff until you know, and then they would um, insert it in or wipe it on or something. However, it works. <laughs> yeah, some whatever. Yeah, so that's something that I'm like, oh god, I have to figure that part out. Well, because sometimes you have so to have a lot of like, sex. Maybe like. So. A, so I feel like I probably and maybe should become a vegetarian, quit smoking in the next year or something. I don't know, right? Like, gotta make sure I'm giving you know good samples. Um, I don't get, but don't become a vegetarian. I don't think that that is related to, <laughs> um, oh. like, I probably eating a lot of protein and just not stressing your body out, like just normal food. I mean, is also yeah. good for you. Um, someone in my family yeah. was trying to get pregnant and couldn't do it. Part of the reason was because their body was just not like strong yeah. enough because they were a vegan, which is, yeah. um, oh. well, men of my, men of my family tend to have a lot of children on both sides. So I feel like I'm working some good. Virile. <laughs> oh, for some of them a little too virile. <laughs> like, All right. Um, but no, but I'm curious though. Um, so yeah, we talked a lot about like me. I didn't realize that, I wanted to have a baby, and I oddly am really. You know, this could change in a month, mm. but I really like feel like, yeah, I should in the next couple of years start planning to have a baby, and I think I've found a great baby mothers. Yeah. <laughs> I think I found a, so somebody that I would totally be into raising and creating and giving and gifting a child to with I don't yeah. know. We gotta figure out the details. Um and so it was like I didn't I wasn't aware that like I wanted to do it till we were talking last night and it just seemed like I'm like, yeah, of course. Um so that's something I'm like Yeah, I'm like who knew that about me? Um but I'm also curious though in terms of like any of the listeners 
who are listening on Radio Corax, or if anybody who listens to the podcast on the internet and interwebs, um, if you, what do you know about this, or are you doing this right now? Like, are you, um, have you had a baby with someone yeah. and you're a queer person? Um, and how did that work? How is it working? I'm definitely, I definitely want to know, like, what people in our larger community are doing or have done or how they approach it. Or, what support they had. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Cause, I mean, yeah, because there's so much, so much to think about and figure out. And, um, and shit, I'm surprised that I'm so into it. No. To be honest it, with you. It yeah. doesn't really surprise me. And you're never, I don't think you're ever. Really? No. And I don't think. Why not? Because it makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> like, I think you're going. You're going to be a good parent, although you're obviously going to to, to drive your child crazy at some points, <laughs> which is like. Well, I mean, which is like, and I'm just saying this because I sometimes this is just the way that I talk, but um, like, I I think I think you're actually going to become a good parent. It doesn't mean you're going to be a perfect parent. You'll probably get like eighty percent of the way that you need, or whatever that you need to get towards actually understanding how you're gonna like how this like. Queer I family just dynamic want panel work. parenting. <clears throat> yeah, I just want panel parenting. There needs to be way more people involved than just me and this other person. Yeah, basically meaning like I need to parent with like five other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Because I'm only going to be available for a certain time. You know what I mean? I, you know, like give me like one day out of the week. I ain't trying to do it. You know, more than that. But, uh, um. You know, or something. I don't know. If this is going to be fun. <laughs> fun only in the only in like the sense that I think fun things are fun, which is like when they're challenging. <laughs> be like, oh, you're gonna develop so much. Like you're gonna have to go for like a week with this child on some place, and you're gonna. It's gonna be both a week. Yeah, it's gonna of seven yeah. days consistently, <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna what? be like. Oh no! Uh, I'm not. No, no. I'm like one day a week. I can't wait to experience this. Through you. <laughs> oh, you're doing it with me, buddy. With me. With me. I support this idea. So we're having we're having a baby in, in the next couple of years, okay? We're having a baby in the next couple of years. <sighs> but is it, is it a, as long as like it's like a baby? figurative baby, not like an actual baby? <laughs> no, it's a, we. Me and the friend, we're literally gonna have a baby. All right. That we're gonna bake. I thought I thought you were when you were inside. saying we. I thought you were saying I was going to be involved in this panel, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> you are. We are having a baby. You're involved. Um. Okay. Can I provide the baby with like, <laughs> whatever? We'll see. Well, this will be. It's like, life is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Get figured out. We're having a baby. Moses is having a baby too. Um. And yeah, because I'm not doing this alone. The hell. Yeah, that's true. Ain't no more single dads. <laughs> you guys are, we're all three of us having a baby. Um, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll be doing back, so I'll, I'll be doing background checks starting next month. So, you know, if you got some secrets, put them out there now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do have standards for this, okay? Even though it's one day a week of, you know, father, oh God. <laughs> you, oh God. you just use the F word. <laughs> Father. Oh God! 
Um, oh god! I, I told the, I actually recently, I have to like. I recently told my brother that um, I don't want to be called uncle. I want to be called auntie, which is kind of obnoxious. But the reason is because I don't want to be so called an uncle because I'm like, no, this is going to be unstructured. I'm going to figure this out myself, and you're not going to like put me into this father category or whatever um, because I'm going to figure this out and it's going to be different and just like. I don't know what it is, but don't don't call it that because it's not that. And that's, you better that's figure this out before our baby. You figure this out before our baby shows up. All right, I'll practice on. I'll practice on <laughs> my my neblings. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, yeah, I guess that about wraps it up. <laughs> it's twenty twenty, and uh, I love I love that I this, am... this I love that this show has like a structure that we sometimes follow and sometimes we're just like nope we're just gonna move in this direction well we're gonna have some more structure in the next couple of years here um <laughs> but thanks for listening and i'm curious yeah i really want to hear about some people um yeah do you guys do y'all do you excuse me do you all um have children not have children um if so how are you doing it um and also, too, we're curious. I want to hear from people. I definitely do for folks who don't have kids and people who who you know who, who want to have kids and don't want to have kids. Mm. I'm curious about yeah, like as queer men, um, queer cis men, queer trans men, queer men who don't even call ourselves queer, but we're part of the the community or we act that we show up in the community sometimes. Like, what do you all think and feel and know and have experience about like? creating babies and families like i want to know what i need to know and i want to know what works and doesn't work and what sounds good in a queer theory class and what is the reality right um so yeah so yeah you can email us at post twink p-o-s-t-t-w-i-n-k at gmail.com or go to post twink p-o-s-t-t-w-i-n-k dot com um uh, to get links to our social medias and all the things. Um, yeah, post week yep. is now family planning. We're going to have a baby next two years, so we need to plan. <laughs> Hit us back. Uh, all right, shout out to Radio Corax. Radio Corax. Thank you, Radio Corax. You're having a baby. <clears throat> yes, and all you're right. pregnant <laughs> soon. <laughs> all right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>